Meet a Cold War man of mystery who was so mysterious, even his riders weren't clear if he had superpowers. We'll tell you all about it as we look at the Black Cobra straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. If we think of comics, particularly superhero comics during the Golden Age, we think of Marvel and we think of DC. While those two companies dominated, they were far from the only game in town. With the success of characters like Captain America, Captain Marvel, and of course Superman, there were a plethora of companies that were offering their comics. And you can actually read many of them online for free. And I probably should have mentioned that when I did the program a few weeks back on uh, how to uh, view uh, read comics for free, but this is somewhat of a different category. The Digital Comic Museum, digitalcomicmuseum.org, collects public domain comic books. Back during the Golden Age and even the early Silver Age of comics, copyright only lasted 28 years. You could renew it for an additional 28-year term, and that's what's happened to most of the really popular entertainment of that time. And then it's been further extended by the government. But if you didn't get in that uh, first 28-year uh, renewal prior to 1964, uh, your work would fall into the public domain. Superhero comics boomed during World War II, but then went bust after the war. And many companies went belly up. Therefore, when it came time to renew the copyright on their comics and their characters... There was no one to renew it. And Digital Comics Museum captures all these comics, which you can read and uh, download for free. Now, if you would like to read them on their website, you can do that pretty easily. If you would like to download them, uh, most of their uh, files are in what's known as a CBR format, which is a comic book archive, so you need a CBR reader. For my Kindle, I use Comicad. Uh, it's a very simple uh, program. I just get the uh, comics onto my Kindle, and it will display them. Now, Black Cobra, which we're going to talk about today, is a somewhat obscure comic that you can find there. However, there are others that are a little bit better known that are also available there. DC has bought the rights to various characters, but doesn't own all of their past stories. Among them, Captain Marvel and Plastic Man. They bought all of the uh, comic characters from Fawcett and uh, Quality Comics, but all of the stories from this era are actually uh, free for all that you can go ahead and read. Uh, and some just really interesting titles. There's so much there that I might want to get to one day. But we're going to start with uh, Black Cobra because he's got a relatively short run, 
And uh, also, I'm working on a book where I use some public domain superheroes, so I'm kind of sharing some of my research on these characters uh, with you. The one I'm talking about is actually the second character named Black Cobra. The mid-1950s saw a brief attempt to revive uh, superheroes. It had only been a few years after the Golden Age uh, bust, and you can trace the root of it back to Atlas, which was the uh, precursor company for Marvel, which revived the Submariner, Human Torch, and Captain America, uh, and particularly Captain America was focused on fighting uh, communism. The others were there to a certain extent. And there were other uh, characters during this brief uh, period before the Silver Age proper began with the return of the Flash with uh, Barry Allen. Probably the very best superhero from this era was a fighting American who was created by Jack Kirby and Joe Simon, the creators of Captain America. They had heard that Atlas was reviving uh, uh, Captain America as a as a communist fighter, and they were like, "We can do better," and they really could. So Black Cobra was set to capitalize this, and uh, first appeared in September of 1954. This book was published by Ajax Farrell, and they had just a terrific first cover. Black Cobra, number one, just has him towering over this uh, 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 criminal or spy. It's in Washington, D.C., and he's uh, even bigger than some of the buildings. It's just a really uh, unique, eye-catching cover. The Black Cobra is Steve Drake, an FBI agent, who also runs around in a blue costume, a cobra emblem on his chest, and a reddish-orange uh, belt with uh, red accents at various points on the costume. The costume is made of a bulletproof sort of plastic that is of his own design. In addition, he has a cool car with a pretty nice anti-theft device. But other than that, he just has his wits. They try to give him a sort of Clark Kent thing. He wears glasses, after all. And he has a girl who he doesn't tell about his secret identity and who gets really mad at him when he breaks their dates. Uh, the first issue, she looks particularly frightening. That's absolutely uh, terrifying when he cancels their dates. Um, I don't know if that whole Clark Kent thing works. I, I don't think it does because he is, after all, an FBI agent. And no matter how much you want to do the meek and mild-mannered thing, yeah, it just doesn't work as well, particularly if it's an FBI field agent. Maybe if it was an FBI scientist or something like that, you could make it work for fictional purposes. Not that I am saying that anyone at the FBI is any less than tough. Just don't send me uh, emails any FBI agents out there. But I digress. They did give him a sidekick. Uh, the Cobra Kid, and to be honest, you know, I know that in the 40s and 50s, uh, the kid's sidekick thing was really common, but Cobra Kid is probably 
the most annoying sidekick uh, I'd re- I'd read. He well, for one thing, he, there's just sort of a cluelessness about him. For example, in the one story he's in, the Black Cobra says, "You know, I think these two cases are uh, connected to each other." And he's like, "Can we just work on one case at a time?" And I'm like. Okay, they are connected. They are the same case. They are different aspects of the same case. That is what he just told you. But Cobra Kid was only in one story, which uh, I think is a big positive. Uh, one of the interesting things is in issue one, he actually goes and conducts uh, black ops on the side. Uh, in the final story in the first book, he finds out that some anti-communist rebels are planning to kill a communist party official in an eastern bloc country. So he travels over there uh, and says, hey guys, I'm in your secret meeting, but I'm here to help. Later, he reflects that he needs to wrap up the case and get back to the FBI because they uh, wouldn't necessarily approve of what they was doing. He said it would be awkward. Yeah, awkward would be a word for an FBI agent participating in his own black ops overseas to kill uh, officials of a foreign power. So I will say that the book does show that the country that the guy was from is just a horrible, a tyrannical one. Ajax Farrell uh, published a lot of war comics, and so I think the sort of ethics and thoughts that went into war comics kind of went into this as well. The Black Oak Cobra series also had some oddities. Uh, One big thing is that the writers couldn't seem to decide whether he had uh, superpowers. The stories are all anonymous, and I really suspect different hands were on different stories. Nothing in the first story mentioned him having uh, superpowers. However, he accidentally took a pill that allowed him to stay up 24 hours a day, and therefore he couldn't use his powers and was delayed in changing into Black Cobra. In another issue, uh, Black Cobra is tied up near something that's about to explode, but is able to get out of it by changing into his Black Cobra costume, where apparently he transformed, and that broke the ropes, and it has never been indicated that's how this works. Apparently, this is things that the writers read in other superhero comics, and so they went ahead and introduced it here, even though they hadn't established that that was a thing, and I don't really think it is. The other oddity is that Black Cobra had three issues, and they were published in this order. Issue 1, Issue 6, and Issue 3. The reason? Apparently the printer messed up. And when they sent Black Cobra to print, they actually sent it uh, to print in the uh, place of the animal humor uh, comic, Billy Bunny. And Billy Bunny was up to issue five. And so the next issue would be Black Cobra number six, replacing Billy Bunny. But then they would correct it and go back to three. So, yeah, it's a really weird numbering situation. However, despite the uh, numbering issues, these are not bad stories for the time. Back before the war, comic books were 60-plus pages long. Uh, During the war, that went down to 
about half that, which is where it stayed after the war. With the comic book comeback attempt, the, the thought, particularly over at Timely, uh, was that you still have a lot of stories in the book. They're just all short. So you would never get a very long story. So all, none of the Black Cobra stories are more than eight pages long. Three issues contain ten Black Cobra co- uh, stories. Uh, issue six, or two, uh, actually contained a nonfiction story about the first real uh, press photographer uh, in uh, War Zones, and then issue three had a Torpedo Man, who was a diver who fought um, a criminal boat owner, which I was kind of be curious to see if it would have ever gone anywhere else. The ten Black Cobra stories are very well paced, and uh, they involve... Uh, either communism or just plain crime-fighting occasionally. They're pretty well-paced adventure stories, and I actually liked uh, the Black Cobra stories more than I did some of the Marvel, uh, or I should say Atlas uh, stories, that I read in the uh, Masterworks uh, from the time. They really seem to fit very nicely within the length of the uh uh, comic for the most part. So even though they're short, they don't feel like they're rushed. So it just makes a very fun read with a mix of uh, typical action and adventure and a bit of silliness thrown in, which is typical and appropriate for the era. Black Cobra wasn't the best comic ever made, but it was entertaining. The design of our hero, as well as the concept when the writers are clear on what the concept is supposed to be, uh, are actually pretty good. If history had gone differently, I think there's more that could have been done with this uh, character. Overall, I will give the Black Cobra and his 1950s adventures a rating of somewhat classy. It's not the best of the best, but it's still a fairly enjoyable read for the era. All right, well, that's all for now. If you do have a comment, email it to me, classycomicsguy at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at classycomicsguy. And uh, check out the website, classycomicsguy.com. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.